What's good, everyone? A huge welcome to the Kickback series of the Black Business Student Association of MIT Sloan. In honor of Black History Month, we're dropping a podcast episode each week of February showcasing four Black student stories across four chapters in the Sloan journey. So whether you're a prospective MBA, a Sloan admit, current student, or alum checking in, we hope this conversation offers you steps towards clarity and ultimately good energy your way. So I'll be your host, Lena Herodine, second year MBA at Sloan and co-president of the Black Business Student Association. And this week we are joined by the Nigella Nakuna, a dual degree at Harvard Kennedy School and MIT Sloan, former program manager at Google, and most importantly in her eyes, I'm sure, my roommate. Welcome to the show, Nigella. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That was a really good intro. Thanks. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Super solid. <laughs> so when I actually thought about this episode of Community, I thought you'd be a perfect fit just because you're someone who juggles two schools, two graduate school programs, and I think you do a good job of like connecting genuinely with people. Mm. So thanks for gracing us with the podcast. Honestly, thank you for having me. They've, you've had such good guests on here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were lucky with that one. Um, let's jump into it. I know your story, but it would be nice for those listening to give a teaser on your background before Sloan and why you wanted to join. Ooh, yeah, good question. Um, before this, I worked in tech, did a little bit of grassroots uh, policy work in Georgia, um, moved out to the Bay, came back to or came to Cambridge to do public policy and ultimately decided I wanted to do an MBA as well, which ended up being a really good decision. Sloan's a great place to be. And here I am. <laughs> Love it. We, uh, I think the interesting thing about this theme is I think community is such an interesting word because it's amorphous and it's very like contextually driven. So community at Sloan is probably different from community at your previous job or even like in Delaware where you're from. Mm-hmm. So what is like a thread that you see in the value of community and like what aspects you think makes a strong community? Mm, really interesting. Um, I think that for me, wherever I go, I want strong people that I can rely on, um, that I can also support and lift up. And you you want to feel at home wherever you are. Uh, and that could be friends or family, oftentimes both, but a place where you feel like you can thrive and succeed and also help lift other people up. And I feel like I've gotten better, (laughs) hopefully, at doing it each place I go to. Um, Because you have to kind of continually do it even after graduation, wherever you move out to and, and build your little home away from home there too. Throughout those various periods of your life, have you ever experienced challenges with building or finding community? Yeah, I think when I moved out to the Bay, the first time it was so different than Atlanta. Atlanta's really heterogeneous and there's a lot of diverse people from really diverse backgrounds there. And I found the Bay to be a bit more homogeneous there. It almost seemed like a silo and it also didn't help that I joined. I graduated in December and then ended up moving out there like in February or March. Mm. So I wasn't even starting with a cohort of my peers in terms of age. So I had to, (laughs) I remember one time I called my friend Alex 
And I was like, I don't know how to make friends with older people. (laughs) um, I ended up having a really good time. And those people are still really good friends of mine because you learn to like, not to use a business school word, but you Mm -hmm. learn to pivot and you figure out common experiences that you have. And you also have to put yourself out there a little bit and be kind of vulnerable to meet new people. And that was a good teachable lesson. I loved my time out in the Bay. I (laughs) almost didn't want to leave after. Uh, So I ended up finding a really good group of people uh, to rely on and and kind of support too. I definitely feel like you've carried that over to graduate school just because, like, as I mentioned before, like I thought building community with just Sloan was hard, but for you to be able to juggle both HKS going over on that campus and then go to Sloan and kind of bounce between the two over the years. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's interested in a dual degree, how it's do you so balance much it? fun. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the balance you were asking? Yeah. I think the social component is a little bit tricky um, just because you have so many competing priorities. Like you have your course semester at Sloan, and you have your friends at Sloan, and then you also want to keep up relationships at your other institution, whether you're doing DUSP or IDM or the Kennedy School program. And I had to be really intentional with who I decided to spend time with at Sloan while also kind of finding your tribe. So I knew that I wanted to get really involved in the Black community at Sloan. Uh, I think that's a really good professional network to have as well as just like really great people. And I also could find like-minded people beyond the other dual degree students. So you would also find people who are interested in the intersection of urban development and business and people who had maybe more of a policy focus. And I found those types of people with similar values at Sloan. And then, of course, you have your ocean and they're they're amazing and you meet different people on trips and parties. And so it's helpful to develop those relationships as well, but you can't be best friends with everyone. (laughs) So Uh you have to pick people that you know you'll probably spend more time with. And for me, I took similar classes. I liked Uh policy-oriented classes, even in business school. And so I would see similar people pop up more and more. Uh Um, And that was helpful for me to develop those relationships at Sloan. Uh And for people who don't know, um, because Ocean's is like a term that's mm. very Sloan specific, but mm. they're essentially the cohorts you come in with um, and they'll be around 60 people. It'll depend on the year. And then within that, you'll have your word group, <laughs> <laughs> which is referenced in the last episode. Um, yeah. So they're normally combined. And so, for example, it'll be like, for me, it was Amazon goals. And that was a solid, that was a good group it's a like pretty a good, good I, I love shout out to my core team they're yeah. a great group and also just a solid name like yeah we were the atlantic petrels granted everybody knows like the atlantic ocean <laughs> yeah but when i came in i was like what the heck is a petrol um but my core team was pretty cool too oh um maybe shifting gears a bit but like something that actually surprised me about you when i first met you is that you're an introvert 
mm-hmm. which I feel like people wouldn't expect because I think there's normally like a misconstrued idea of what introverts mean. Like some people think it's synonymous to socially anxious and you're just a super bubbly social person. Um, what would you tell or recommend for anyone coming into an MBA program or even it now who lean more introverted and are worried about their social battery um, mm. that it being on low with all the trips and all the engagements and parties and whatever um, what would you say to them yeah it's a really good point I we had or I had people on my core team who I think approached it differently who were also introverts and they would really intentionally pick the things they wanted to do and I I kind of did that but I didn't want to come off as favoring either school and I wanted to get to know, I wanted to give Sloan a fair chance after already already completing a year at Harvard. And I'm so happy that I just did all the things. It's kind of expensive, but (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) to just, I think it's worth it to go out and meet a bunch of people because again, you'll never you never know who you're sitting next to. And, you know, I think COVID was difficult for a lot of people, including us. But mm-hmm. the one thing that was nice is that we got to meet so many other students outside of just the classroom. So we go on trips and that's a really great way to get to know people beyond like, where did you work before? And, yeah. and like, <laughs> what do you want to do this summer? And what are your career goals? The conversations that you typically have in business school. For sure. So I I would say that I would do whatever is best for your mental health, mm. but also think of it as an investment and you probably won't have this experience again. Definitely won't have this experience again. You're paying for it. <laughs> yep. Um, and you won't see this many people who are oriented in a similar way to you and also probably have some type of mission-driven career path. So that's the way I thought of it. Uh, Now I think I'm maybe scaling back a little bit, but mostly because it's cold outside and less because... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. it's funny how trips... In a way, they're an informal way of building community because they mm-hmm. happen pretty sporadically. But on the flip side of that, a more formal way are clubs. Yeah. So, like, what was your experience maybe first year, even second year with clubs, um, either on the HKS side or the Sloan side? Yeah, that was a, wow, really great transition. Um <laughs> Clubs. So I wanted to get involved in clubs at both schools. I already knew I'd be doing Black Policy conference things at HKS and continuing product and policy work there. I wanted to do something similar at Sloan. And so when I joined the PM club, the product management club, it was a really good fit. I just think the people were really great and open to the idea of bringing a different lens to product management that typically isn't seen. And it's it's just a great way for you to develop stronger relationships with people at Sloan. Um, I don't know. It, it's super important that wherever you go, you feel like you're part of the community and you get as much as you put into it too. So, you know, you want to make sure that you are cultivating and developing relationships 
wherever you are. And so that was important to me to not leave one school behind and and then not feel like part of that community when I came back or when I left to go to another school. So um, clubs are a really great way of doing that. It's also just a really great way of finding people with similar career interests to you Mm -hmm. and people who are recruiting at the same time as you and people you can help out and who can help you out and just like bounce ideas off of. It's so important. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned recruiting because you're actually uh, the only guest who's a second year. Oh. (laughs) So I think it would be appropriate for us to like slightly touch on the internship experience. So, um, what was your mindset going into the internship search, kind of coming from an HKS internship? We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then why did you decide on uh, Netflix for this summer? Yeah. Um, I feel like you know this. I didn't put as much effort <laughs> to <laughs> recruiting as other people. So during, uh, I'm forgetting what it is, like admit week, Orientation? Yes. I should know that. Okay, so orientation week, so first of all, the orientation week at both schools are like the polar opposites. All they teach you at the HKS orientation week is like how to use, you know, how to find the bus and how to find the printer and use it and all of these tools that you'll need to know and nothing on charting charting your path. Mm-hmm. during the program and then at Sloan they teach you nothing about all of the <laughs> logistics they, I think they just expect you to know it and the whole thing is about charting your path at business school and um, I don't know which one I appreciated more but the point of the story is during orientation week at Sloan they said you should nix off all of the industries that you don't want to do and so I was like bet Nix off finance because I'm not a finance person. I failed accounting. Um, I nixed off consulting because that seemed like too much work. And then I nixed off tech because I went, I just came from there. Like if all else fails, I could just, you know, connect with people and hopefully come back. And then I had nothing. (laughs) So my recruitment process was like government, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. some PM roles. I was just kind of feeling it out. Um, and then a former incredible mentor went, you should really apply for Netflix. And I went, oh, that's a really funny idea. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our friend Yao sent me this Netflix opportunity that was on the CDO's website. And it was like a product policy role, which is nice because it's both product and tech and policy. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, okay, maybe I'll just apply. <laughs> and I went through the process and I got it. I was really surprised. I'd only applied to one other company. And uh, I picked Netflix because they had a really interesting leadership model. Netflix is a very different company. And I wanted to see what pieces of it I liked, how it fostered motivation from employees. They also are known to hire pretty senior people. Mm -hmm. And I like roles where I feel challenged. And so I just thought all things combined, it was a great place to be. It's also entertainment and media is the closest thing to politics outside of actual politics. And mm. I want to work on The View. I'm just saying it in Ooh. case anyone on The yes. View 
We're putting it in the universe. Exactly. I think it could totally happen. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I really liked just being able to take a risk and work at a company that was somewhat different in terms of their leadership model. Yeah. And this for, for us this summer, it was virtual, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. And mm-hmm. in the spirit of this episode, what did Netflix do to make you feel a part of their community and feel included? Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie, they had money, right? Like, yeah, during... I saw all of this. <laughs> there was so much like Netflix like stuff, gifts all over the place. <laughs> yeah, they the pandemic was good to them, and they showed it. It was also their, I want to say, I think their first formal internship class, and so they they were just trying a bunch of things, and I think we were a little spoiled. So they had a dedicated team set up for all of the interns to get to know each other. We had like cooking virtual show shows and they deliver big boxes with like liquor ingredients and almost like a HelloFresh, but only for Netflix. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, it was it was pretty great. We got close to our fellow interns as much as again, as much as you wanted. They're not a company that forces you to do anything. it's very much opt-in. So it was, I definitely felt like part of a community there, even though we weren't together physically. I also visited all of the offices that I could throughout the summer. And that was really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Did, on the flip side, was there anything you, well, you just said you visited the offices. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way of saying like, you also actively developed connections back to Netflix. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like you just being passive and, accepting their gifts like, <laughs> the gifts were nice <laughs> did were there anything else that you kind of considered doing throughout the internship to just try to build that community with them or mm. that's a good question I tried to have coffee chats with people um it's really I, I think it's really hard for a company like that where everyone is so focused on their specific role to just to reach out to a ton of people outside of your work mm-hmm. team. And so I tried to talk to as many people as I could, but they also did a pretty good job facilitating that. So I mostly just spoke with the interns, mm-hmm. um, tried to get to know a lot of the interns through our weekly chats. Um, that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed to work. I feel like you met quite a few interns like from other MBA programs yeah. that you've met elsewhere. So yep. Such a small world. Um, okay, so we've reached our last question, Ooh. which I think you've seen with other episodes. is a, It's a good one. So, <laughs> um, it's a theme song. So yeah. do you have any theme song to describe your first and second year of your MBA experience? No, really great question. Um, I think my theme song is 28,000 Days by Alicia Keys. I didn't just look this up. (laughs) Um, It's a really good song. She sang it when she was live in New York. And I think 28,000 Days is 28,000 Days. Yeah, it's like 726 days, something like that. 762. I'm not that good at mental math in my head. Um, But it's like, what do you spend your days doing and you want to keep living life and things like that and I think especially in our first year a lot of people were maybe frustrated with how things were going and um, how the experience was and it wasn't 
what they envisioned the MBA experience to be totally. Not that I wasn't as concerned, but I I thought it was a huge learning opportunity for all of us to Mm. figure out how we handle those types of situations, who steps up and leads, what things you caused, uh, what things you allow to worry you more than others. And um, I just focused on trying to make sure I still had a good time and still was able to meet people during that time period. So that's what the song talks about. Also, it's Alicia Keys, and she's incredible. She's, <laughs> she's she really is a goddess. Uh, so I love that song. Oh well, great answer. <laughs> and, <laughs> great uh, question. We'll definitely make sure. I wish we could do the copyright, make it the outro, but oh, we'll do it in the marketing promo. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for joining us, Nigella. This thanks is so fun. For having me. It's so. It's also so convenient because it's right here at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was actually beyond convenient. <laughs> But any uh, final words before we close? I'm so excited that you're doing this. Shout out to Lena because she's a boss. And I'm I'm not even kidding. She really is. And yeah, I love BBSA. (laughs) I didn't mean to mess it up. I know what it is. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us on the Kickback Series. We uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Special thanks go to MIT Student Life, the Innovation HQ team, and the Voxel Lab, a music and arts innovation maker space. Podcast intro by the talented Matthew Karen, fellow MIT student. If you found this podcast useful, feel free to share with friends and colleagues connected to the MBA process. Hang out with us next week when we talk about life after Sloan. <laughs>